Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Early life nutrition plays an important role in human capital formulation and has lasting effect on health in the later stages of life. Research in this area has mostly centred on famines that occurred in Western countries during the last century. Assistant Professor Kim Seong-hoon from SMU's School of Economics, together with his co-authors, has conducted a study on the long-term impact on the mental and physical health of those born during the famine, which took place during the Great Leap Forward Movement in China from 1959 to 1961. Previous studies of this famine have focused on its long-term effects on the socio-economic outcomes of the survivors. In this podcast, Professor Kim shares with us the key findings of the research and its implications. Professor, why did you and your team choose to study the long-term effects of early-life malnutrition on health outcomes? The effects of early-life malnutrition on health outcomes is one of the most important questions for you know, health determinants of a human body, right? So there are many determinants that affect health status of humans. But it is a one question that cannot be answered very well by medical scientists. The reason is that simply, you know, they cannot experiment on the human population. You know, they cannot randomize people into two groups and, you know, they cannot manage one group and not manage the other group and compare the results. Because it's either, you know, impossible or even if you could do that, it would be unethical. So, this question, although it is important, has remained silent in the medical science. So, as an economist, you know, economists are specialized in handling the data and analyzing the data and shedding new light, new perspective on the existing data so that we can answer a question that has not been answered in other fields. So, in a sense, economics is more like, uh, you know, aggressive field of study that tries to answer the question that other fish fail to answer. So I thought that this question remains, you know, unanswered and I thought that there is a contribution that I can make by bringing new perspective about like f from the method of, uh, you know, applied economics. So that's why I chose to answer this question. Why did you decide to focus your research on the famine which occurred during the Great Leap Forward movement in China in the late 1950s and early 1960s? I chose to study famines to answer this question because I cannot experiment on the human population to study the long-term effects of early life malnutrition. I cannot manage newborn babies to study this question. So I had to look for a kind of natural event that happened in the history that can mimic the lab setting of malnutrition on the human population. What would that be? That would be famine. Famine suddenly arrives in a country or in a place at a time that malnourished people. So by looking at those who were born during the famine period, I can replicate the lab setting of the early life malnutrition on the human population. So by comparing those who were born during the famine and those who were born right before and right after the famine, I can replicate the lab setting of early life malnutrition. That is the primary reason I study famine to answer this question. 
and why do I look at the Great Leap Forward China famine? So let me give you a little background of the famine. So in China, there was a Great Leap Forward movement in around late 1950s. So back then, the Communist Party leader Mao Zedong attempted to catch up the economic growth of Soviet Union and the, uh, and the United States. So to do so, he forced all the resources in rural areas to urban areas. And he moved people from agricultural sector to manufacturing sector or other industrial sectors. And he moved all the foods available in rural areas to urban areas. So it is a man-made policy mistake that created a famine out of blue. So during the period between 1959 and 61, nobody expected that there would be a famine, but ended up killing 30 million people. It's a ballpark estimate, but excess deaths, additional deaths caused by this policy mistake, in addition to the three years of natural disaster, cost 30 million people. And China is a unique case that it has a rich data set to enable me to study this question because most famines took place in a country where there is no data available. Think about Ethiopia famine or think about some other famine that happened long time ago. So there are only two exceptions as far as I know. One is the Dutch famine that happened during the World War II and the other is China famine. So people have studied uh, this kind of question, similar question, not this question, using the Dutch famine. I'm answering my question using the China famine. That is the reason why I uh, chose the China famine as a case study. What were the key findings of the research? There are two main findings of my research. One is the long-term effects of uh, mental health outcomes. So when I compare to those who were born just during the famine and those who were born just outside the famine period, by that I mean those who were born right after the famine and right before the famine. Those who were born during the famine are more likely to suffer from mental retardation. They are more likely to have uh, insomnia. They are more likely to have a memory impairment. And they are more likely to have other uh, mental health related uh, symptoms. So that is a major finding. You know, a event that happened 50 years ago when pe people were just born or people were in their mother's womb still have a lasting effect even 50 years after that they are like 60 years old now but the you know tragic event took place 50 years ago has a still you know carrying a cost to their life that is a one major finding that i have another major finding that i found 18000 people in china is that those who were born just during the famine period 50 years ago are likely to have weight 3.6 kilograms on average less than those who were born just outside the famine period. And the investigators of the chi in China visited each household and asked about their weight and weighed them. So it's a pretty uh, accurate measure. And and 3.6 kilogram difference is a big effect and it's a still work in progress research so we are not so sure whether it is the, really the famine that caused this problem or it is 
the uh, other causes that affect this result or whether famine worsen uh, this big difference in terms of weight. So it's a work in progress. We are currently working on uh, what are other issues going on that affect uh, this weight reduction effect. What are the implications of your research? How would Singapore and countries in this region benefit from this research? I believe that our research has a very important implication for this region as well as in Singapore. If we think about neighboring countries of Singapore, they are still poor countries, meaning pregnant women are likely to be malnourished at some point during their time of pregnancy. My research suggests or my research implies that if a pregnant women suffer from malnutrition during pregnancy, the cost of malnutrition will last maybe over 50 years, 60 years, or 70 years of their children. So it is very important to provide enough nutrition to pregnant women in developing countries. So in this sense, my research implies that the government should take action to provide additional nutrition to pregnant women, especially in poor regions, in a poor country or the nationwide policy that provides additional monetary benefit to buy more foods or pro additional in-kind benefit of foods and other nutritional supplements. And even in Singapore, I don't think that Singapore has a malnutrition issues anymore. But if you think about malnutrition as a fetal shock, there could be other fetal shocks. Think about age. So if a woman, pregnant woman suffers from age during pregnancy, it could have a lasting effect on the health status of their children. There are other studies that track the long-term health effects of a, a Chernobyl nuclear plant meltdown or the 1918 influenza outbreak in the US. So it's just not malnutrition, but any kind of other health shock could have a lasting health effect on their children. So it is important for a Singapore government to identify what would be the potential health shocks to pregnant women and, and it would be important to be ready to uh, take um, preemptive action to reduce the lasting effects of those health shocks like haze or other um, problems that could cause health problems to pregnant women. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.